You're listening to the Trusting the God of the Gospel podcast created to help parents disciple their adopted or foster teenagers. Here are your hosts, Arthur C. Woods and Elizabeth Joy Woods. Well, welcome back to episode four of Trusting the God of the Gospel, the podcast. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Episode four, I'm Arthur Woods, and who's this lovely person sitting in front of me today? I am your lovely wife, lovely and talented, Liz. Yes, welcome. Welcome to episode four. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you here. <laughs> so earlier today, I was sitting next to uh, Babs. Uh, ah. You know the girl of which I speak. I do. Babs is the uh, nickname we have for one of our foster daughters. But in any case, I'm sitting next to her, and all of a sudden, my arm just severely just, like, gyrates. I don't know. Is that a word, gyrate? I feel yeah. Like, I feel, I feel like, like it's an Elvis word, though, like Elvis gyrate. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't doing an Elvis necessarily, but my whole arm just, like, flinched Twitched. severely. Twitched. Okay. Flinched. Flitched tw- severely. Yeah. And she, uh, she looked over at me and was like, what is wrong with you? And I just was like, Babs don't ever get old it's just it's just the way it is have you ever had your arm just twitch for no apparent reason yeah but i would definitely say that you are a twitchier person than i am i am a little on the twitchy side yeah for sure all right well that's uh that's all we got for today but uh thanks for coming we'll see you (laughs) next session podcast five now, as far as I know, I don't think anyone's listening to hear us talk about uh, my old age twitching. So, Everyone is listening. Yeah, I'm sure. So maybe we should get to some more relevant content for our, our listeners here today. And as we said, this is the Trusting the God of the Gospel podcast, and we're here to help you disciple your adopted and foster teenagers. And this is uh, uh, something we've been doing for a few episodes now, and I want to just take a second, if we could, to kind of review where we've been, uh, at least where we were last episode, kind of catch us up as we uh, prepare for some new content today. Ooh, pick me, pick me, I'll do it. Uh, yes, you in the front row. Thank you, thank you. So what we wanted to do with Trusting the God of the Gospel is to discuss and kind of break apart some specific gospel concepts or even words that are difficult for our adopted and fostered teens to hear and fully embrace. Common words that we use when we talk about the gospel and we you know, Christianize the gospel. Um, and it's just things that may not really jive with them and their history and how they they view the world. Right. So the last few episodes, some of the things we talked about is how God's love endures forever. And we Wait, talk- you mean forever or just like for a long time? Um, well, yes, that's exactly what we talked about. Is it forever or <laughs> is it a long time? Um, and then we, we told the story last week of how, or last session, uh, of how a teenager that we know just looked at us straight up and said, I don't believe in love. And it wasn't something that this person said to be dramatic. It was just like an honest laying out of my heart on the table. Like people have told me they love me and they've let me down. They've hurt me. They've, you know, right. done really horrible things. And I just, I don't believe that that even exists anymore. So that's been a really, that was kind of like a defining moment for us to understand that what we have taken for granted Um, is the love and the parenting and the incredibly good full life that God has given us and how we we feel God's love through those things. But there are other kids in the world who haven't had that life that we have, and therefore they don't necessarily feel love in those things that we've been given. Right, and I think think that girl saying, I don't believe in love, really was one of the pivotal moments to get us to even begin thinking through this idea of how do we present the gospel to kids from hard places, to traumatized teenagers, to adopted and foster teens. And it kind of 
was one of the things that brought us here today. So, And then last week, we also talked about the idea of contrasting God's agape love, his perfect love, and contrasting that with the earthly love that these kids have experienced. And maybe it's been uh, some some love that, that was less than perfect from a uh, from a, a birth parent or foster parent or some kind of foster foster uh, or father figure from the past, uh, and then contrasting that with God's love, because I think if we look at that as a comparison where we say, "Hey, God uh, loves you," and we're dealing with a kid who doesn't believe in love because of their experiences, it's going to be hard to sell them on God's love. Right? So, yeah, it's going to mean nothing to them. So, so I think that's key how you look at it: contrast yeah. versus compare. Precisely. And then we also looked at four different attributes we as parents can strive for as we consider how we talk to our adopted and foster teenagers. And those attributes were, can we be loving? Can we learn to be humble? Can we be patient? And can we be prayerful? Uh, how are you doing on those four things? Uh, yeah. So I feel like I'm loving and I definitely have been humbled, but I struggle with patience um, and I think it's kind of funny. The moment I struggle to be patient is the moment that I should be praying. And usually mm-hmm. those two things are nowhere near each other. Right. I'm impatient and I'm just irritated. And then, you know, usually I'll come and talk to you about something. And you'll be like, yeah, I've been praying about that for a while. And I'm like, oh, yeah, pray about that. That's right. Pray yep. about that. Well, I think for me, looking at those four, loving, humble, patient, and prayerful, I think I, I do the prayerful piece okay Mm -hmm. and i think i do the loving piece okay the the humble piece and the patience piece i probably could use a bit more work on (laughs) and patience for us right now is just like just don't just stop talking just whatever it is you want to say just wait yeah and then see if you really need to say it (laughs) let let that urge go by when your your kid says or does something and and you just want to make a a snap snap uh comment which I get that urge to do frequently around here. <laughs> just let it go. Yep. Just take, take a breath, breath. Yeah. count a few seconds, show a little patience, and, and let the <laughs> let the moment go by. Right, exactly. So before we talk about today's comment, uh, today's content rather, uh, we want to talk about a uh, video series that we put together, and it happens to have the same name as the podcast, Trusting like the God of the Gospel. That might have been intentional, right? So yeah, we, we created a curriculum, which is an eight-session DVD curriculum. also comes with a workbook, and it's specifically designed for parents, Christian counselors, and or youth leaders to talk to adopted and fostered teenagers about Christ mm-hmm. and about the gospel. Um, it helps us rearrange the wording being aware of what might trigger negative emotions and what might trigger positive emotions. And it's an it's a valuable resource, especially if you are not, um, especially if you are struggling to connect with your child, especially if you're struggling to reach out and really have like an aha moment with your kid. It's not challenging, but it will draw them in deeper if they've, uh, whether they've grown up in the church a church setting or not and you never know with some of these foster care teenagers if they've you know kind of gone from house to house to house what the culture at each home has been so this is a really great way to just kind of open that door and open that conversation and that trusting the god of the gospel is available on dvd or you can download it digitally if you just go to trusting the god of the gospel.com forward slash shop yeah that's the one yeah you know it's it's hard enough to talk to kind of your quote-unquote average teenager whatever that means yeah about god 
but then you had the the trauma piece and and you you suddenly have it have a whole new challenge in, in how you present the gospel to an adoptive or foster teenager and so this video series really just helps parents and youth workers have that conversation with yeah. with the teens coming it with an open hand posture yeah so check it out if, if the podcast has been at all helpful to you uh, check out the uh, the video series as well by the same name so let's get today's stuff here are you ready for today's big idea i'm ready all right here we go god will never draw pause for dramatic effect <laughs> god will never leave you and i think we're going to talk a little bit of today about how while we might love that concept and embrace that concept and believe that concept children from from a uh, uh, traumatic background may struggle with fully embracing that and truly believing it john 14 18 says this i will not leave you as orphans and jesus said that to his disciples but he's no doubt saying to that that to us as well two thousand years later where he looks at the church he looks at his his people and says, I will not leave you as orphans. And it's a truth that we get to, uh, that we get to embrace. And so when we hear that word orphan, I think for our purposes today, we want to kind of define that very broadly. And so I would, would define for our purposes, the, the term orphan really is this idea that, that a child, a teenager is no longer able to live with their biological parents. Yeah. And that might be Perhaps the the birth parents have died. Perhaps they have uh, abandoned the teenager. Perhaps they're uh, incarcerated or for whatever reasons just not able to be with the teenager. Um, but that that orphan uh, is just not able to leave with uh, live with his his biological parents, and so they're they've been adopted or perhaps they're living in foster care. So when we talk about orphans today, that's kind of what we're we're thinking. Hebrews 13.5 says, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. That's another truth that is so easy for, at least for me to embrace, because I believe that. I believe that with all my heart, that God will never leave me. He'll never forsake me. But a lot of our teenagers, a lot of our adopted and foster teenagers have been left multiple times. They've been forsaken multiple times. So hearing a nice little Bible verse may not provide for them the encouragement that it does for um for me and for you. Right. Um, and why do you think that is? Well, I mean, I, I don't know that, first of all, if this teenager knows who God is, if they've felt the presence of God. Um, but also, I mean, in that traumatic circumstance, in those seasons of life, that teen has very clearly felt forsaken by someone who was never supposed to exactly. forsake them. Yep. So whether it was, you know, a death or a choice or something else happened, there still is a huge amount of grief, a tremendous amount of loss, and it comes from something forsaking them. Mm-hmm. So to know that God will never forsake you seems like a, a completely unre- uh, excuse me, unreasonable promise that God can't promise to never forsake because everyone has forsaken. Right, exactly. I mean, we know... Uh, you and I could could mention kids specifically right now who were told by uh, family members, "I'll never leave you." Right, and they did. They, yeah, the kids were left. Uh, so now God is saying the same thing, and maybe it's a little harder for the the teenager to actually believe that God's really never going to leave you. God's really never going to forsake you. Yeah, and it's a complex conversation that they're having in their heads. You know, right. I know a lot of um, teenagers that live 
with a fear of the Lord in, in a good way. And they want to be Christians and they want to love God, but they question, you know, why did my life end up the way it is? Why am I here? What can I gain from this? Where can I go? And, you know, it's it's very challenging to sit and talk to them and help them through that, but also give them hope in the end. We were, um, yeah, we were at an orphanage in Romania and there were mm-hmm. like, I don't know, 20 kids, and most of them are older, you know, at least nine years old and above, and most of them were even older, 15, 16, and there, there's something magical about hearing worship songs that I know being sung in a different language. It's right. it's so impactful to know that, the God, that my God is the God of the world and the God of the universe, not just the God of, you know, Lancaster county where i live and it's not just the god of the english language yeah yeah yeah. not just the god of the english language so i'm sitting there listening to them saying like you know mighty to save in romanian and i'm very emotional because i've come to love these kids after being with them for a week and you know and then they pull out this ridiculous song um the orphans of god and and they sang it not only in romanian but also in english and the, the lyrics are up there on the screen for them to to read and i'm thinking to myself like this is pure torture for me to sit here and have to listen to these kids saying with all their might that there are no orphans of God and and I'm just bawling like I'm just totally I completely gave in because if anyone needs to hear this truth and if anyone needs to cling to this promise and if anyone needs these lyrics to run through every moment of their day it's these children that are singing it and it, it was just so incredibly powerful and it's a wonderful true promise yeah, there's there's a a weird contrast there. Is I, I mean, you and I are sitting there in the middle of, like you said, twenty thirty orphans singing. There are no orphans of God. Yet, by the definition we just gave of orphan, all twenty to thirty of those kids are in fact orphans, right? Um, in earthly terms. Yeah. And here they are singing. There are no orphans of God. Yeah. It was very cool. It was awesome. Yeah. So. Um, so what did we say to those kids or what would you say to those kids if they asked you um, to talk to them about a God that has not forsaken them and yeah. would never leave them? Yeah, it's. T- I mean, first of all, that, that's tough to, to, to tell any kid who has been forsaken by their, their family that God will not forsake them. That's, that's a little bit of a hard sell. But I think about the story of God and Jesus and Jesus as he was leading up to his death and his crucifixion, he actually asked the father, why have you forsaken me? So, so even Jesus in all his, his godly perfection was even still in his humanity saying, father, why have you forsaken me? And we know the story. Yes, Jesus was, was crucified. Yes, he died, but then he rose again. Mm-hmm. And God showed through that moment that he hadn't forsaken Jesus, right? that he had never left Jesus, that he had never stopped loving Jesus. God is in the business of restoration, not forsaking. And so we look at, we look at even this as a contrast, not a comparison. So I think there's almost a running theme through this entire podcast series of looking at the gospel as a contrasting analogy here's the the perfect gospel message and all the perfect character traits of god and of jesus and we're going to contrast that with the experiences that we've had here on earth so we get to to tell our 
are teenagers. All right, well, let's talk, let's talk again about who are some of the people that have forsaken you in your life? What are some of the situations in which you have felt forsaken, in which you have felt like an orphan, in which you have felt like uh, someone has left you? Let's talk about that. And then let's contrast that with the fact that says that God says, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to stop loving you. And I will not forsake it. I will not forsake you. I didn't forsake Jesus. I'm not about to forsake you. So I think that's that's probably where we where I would kind of take that conversation with the with the kid that's asking. Yeah, I I like that very much. The only thing I would take one step further is just a, a fun little side note is that the the Holy Spirit was sent as a comforter and the Holy Spirit was what, you know, doesn't doesn't leave us as orphans and the Holy Spirit is a comforter and that's exactly what these kids need. You know, teenagers or 20 years old or not, they need a parent to comfort them and they need a spirit of comfort to wrap around them and that's a beautiful picture to know that Christ has given us the great comforter and we in turn get to be the comforter to our kids in addition to his holy spirit. Yeah, I like that because even if you if you picture what happens in the in the days after Christ's resurrection, he he made himself visible to hundreds of people. Right. And then flew back up to heaven. Right. And I could imagine sitting there thinking, well, wait a second. Did Jesus just forsake us now? I mean, it was only it was only a, that, a few days ago that Jesus was saying to God, why have you forsaken me? But now I feel like, Jesus, why have you forsaken me? Right, right. I, everything was was going back to normal. And now you're you're floating back up to heaven. And exactly what you said is right. You know, a little bit of a spoiler alert. Acts chapter two comes along and suddenly, oh, Jesus hasn't forsaken us. Right. This, he sent his spirit down as a comforter to us, as as a support to us. So God, again, whether we're talking about God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Trinity is in the business of restoration, yep. not forsaking. And I think that's a, that's a key concept to try to get across to these teenagers who have been abandoned, forsaken, left, and unloved in their past. Yeah. Try to pitch for them the, the idea that that's not God. It never was. It never will be. It's definitely good stuff. Yeah, so I think that's, I, I kind of think that's where we want to end it today. And uh, um, I don't even remember what we're, we're talking about next episode. Something. But I think it's, it's going to be good. We still have some really good episodes coming up uh, to continue to talk about some key gospel concepts and gospel words that are challenging to our adopted and foster teenagers. So... Hopefully, if uh, you're providing, you're you're finding value in this podcast. Hopefully, it's it's helping you think through how you can best talk to your adopted and foster teenagers, and uh, we appreciate you listening. Yeah, thanks. We'll see you guys soon. Have a great night. Bye bye. Today's episode was brought to you by the Trusting the God of the Gospel video series. For more information on this powerful discipleship resource for adopted and foster teenagers, visit trustingthegodofthegospel.com forward slash shop. If you found today's content valuable, leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. And don't forget to subscribe. For more information on your hosts, Arthur and Elizabeth, please visit them at arthurcwoods.com or elizabethjoywoods.com. Thanks for listening to the Trusting the God of the Gospel podcast.